0: Good afternoon, I'm going to 25th of Pilbry. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah. Good afternoon. And it is afternoon, because the is marginally delayed by traffic, it's three and minutes. I can sense the smoke coming out of his ears, which will gradually dissipate because he's now not got the road rage he once had.
1: No, well, I haven't got any road rage today, because of just what will be will be and all that business. But And on top of that, I was on a phone call as well, so it distracted me. I'm also surprised that you normally wear shorts in cold weather. Yeah, but do you know what? People are just too opinionated these days, are not they? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, and it's just like, I carry on wearing shorts and more than happy people say to me, why haven't you got a big coat on? I'm like, because I don't really spend much time outside in the freezing cold because I'm fortunate enough to have a car and I go indoors. I just can't be bothered with all the, why is he wearing that? So I've got now a big, thick coat, Mm. trousers and I'm like, stifling hot. Pandering to the masses.
2: I think there's something in you doing you though and not really caring what others think.
1: Yeah, I should be like that. And do you know what? And there's a sense of like stupidity as well. Do I look stupid? Mm-hmm. But you're right. Because my brother said to me before I carried into treatment, he says, you got to not live in fear, do whatever you want to do. It's to a point. And mm-hmm. Maybe I will put my shorts on next okay. week in the snow. To be honest, I think throughout my life, if I cared what other people thought, I'd never have got anything done. Yeah, and you know what? I've got a bit of that. I've got a lot of that to be fair. Obviously, we listen to what
0: other people think and we listen to what they say, but we spend an inordinate amount of time worrying about what someone thinks when it's got fuck all to do with anything. Very
3: true.
0: Because actually, they're not thinking about what we think at all.
3: No, that's right. We're just in this
0: thinking mind field of... Oh, well, he said this, so she's going to think that. and oh he might think that. and know, oh, and I better not do this because of it. Get over it. Yeah,
1: but the thing is, when you come into recovery, you learn that, like, connection is the new thing, isn't it? Connection, meeting, relationships. And really, that's what life's all about, isn't it? How one person talking, communicating and mm. getting on with another. That's everything in life. From yeah. Whether it's in business or whether it's in socialising and stuff, that's all we really do, don't we? Talk to each other. Very true. But we have to listen. I think if I wore shorts, more people would wear shorts in the winter. What would copy you? No, they just realise it's all right today.
2: Yeah.
1: I've seen other people in shorts.
2: I went to a football game on Saturday and I think the, the monitor was saying like minus one, minus two. Still saw lads in shorts, making out they were big and brave and <laughs> weren't feeling it. Like, yeah, I'm that or I can come down here in shorts in minus one.
1: Other than the footballers?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fans,
1: and on top of that do you know what annoys me as well I've got loads of shorts <laughs> loads of shorts and loads of t-shirts and the weather changes and it's like right dig out your trousers and this and that but I just I just can't stand wearing trousers anyway I'm sure there's more to talk about than my I'm sure there's Short more to fetish. talk about than <laughs> your
2: wardrobe
0: yeah. Ronnie's shorts affectation or whatever it is and he's now wearing trousers our listeners can rest assured that Ronnie is appropriately dressed not wearing shorts in the cold Although he's planning to wear them in the snow next week.
1: Next week, I'm a If you
0: have any comment to make about Ronnie wearing shorts in the snow next week, then please feel free to
1: do so within reason. Yeah. Yeah, we'll hear about that. We'll, so anyway, how was our week? Been nice. I've had plenty to do, which is always nice, nice and good. And when yeah. everyone asks me how my week's been, I always say, well, I don't judge it by what I've done in the week, I've judged it by how my mental health has been in the week. And if my mental health is good, And it doesn't matter if I've done nothing, and it doesn't matter if unfortunate things have happened, like I've lost my keys or something, it doesn't matter, because my mental health is good, everything else is good. And this week it's been good, so I've had a good week. I've had a few niggly things going on with my brother, who's in recovery. Well, he's not in recovery at the minute, but... It's been a
0: constant for you, that. that, That's been a constant, yeah, yeah. And it's been a constant uncertainty as well, over time, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, and it's just crazy, isn't it? Because I've learned how to deal with it and I've learned how to speak to him and I've learned not to do anything for him unless it's something that he can't do that involves him getting back into recovery, not even making a phone call to a relapse because he knows the system, he knows what needs to be done, he knows the paths. That's a choice. He's not a newcomer. You know, newcomers, mm-hmm. you need to, oh, this is this way, this way, this way, but nothing you can do for them.
0: I think for us, sometimes, I mean, Certainly from my point of view, I would say that I find a state of continuous uncertainty more difficult to deal with than something big and huge that slaps me in the face.
1: Of course. Yeah, yeah. And learning to deal with that is what I've been doing recently, I've just, and then when it's getting better, I'm thinking, yeah, it's yeah, cracked it this time. So all of the positive things that someone says to me, which makes me believe that they're on the road to recovery and they've got it this time, The next time they say them same things, I realise then, well actually, you you said all this before and it's like, you're not ever gonna know, are you? But I think for most people in recovery, I think the penny drops at some point, doesn't it? It actually drops.
2: Yeah, we were talking last week, weren't we, about that light bulb moment? Yeah. When everything just aligns and you just get
1: it. It's such a lovely feeling that is, isn't it? Because it's like, it's a feeling that takes away any, almost takes a bit of responsibility away, doesn't it? Because it's like, okay, I've just got to do this. I always talk about one rule fits everything, Then I've I've got this thing, and it's just, could be anything, and it's what's the next right thing, but it's it's in the head. You just know, really. We've got the answers somewhere, subconsciously, and it's just bringing them to the surface, I think, sometimes. It becomes second nature. It's like, right, if every action, everything that I'm gonna do, if I just ask myself a little question beforehand, for me, it's been in the past, what would God do? or what's the next best thing, next right thing, you know, it could be any anything but it seems to help Man, um, it's just really, it's like, why didn't I do this before? What was blocking me before? Was not meant to be blocked before? Maybe I needed to go through these different areas and problematic times of my life to be able to get to this point. So yeah, week's been good. Yeah, mine has just disappeared,
0: which isn't a problem because it's what I knew was going to happen and I planned for it and like I was saying before we started recording, I planned that tomorrow I wasn't going to do anything in yeah. particular because it's a day off that is just me off. Because when I'm that busy I have to plan these things. Yeah. Because if I don't plan them they don't happen. And I even have to put it in my diary. And while I was joking about the Christmas presents thing, I won't actually get round to doing that unless I do the stopping. Because I have to do the stopping in order to look at the list and think, okay, I need to do this. When am I going to do it?
2: You're not much of an online shopper, then.
0: I do online shopping. I'm not a serial online shopper in that I don't just order things and just have them constantly in the wind on their way. I usually plan it and think, right, okay, I need to get this, this and this, and I do them all together. Which kind of makes a mockery of having Amazon Prime, doesn't it? Because the whole point of Amazon Prime is you just order and it just comes. But I I think because when it comes to Christmas presents, I can be terribly guilty of just going into a shop and thinking, oh, that'll do, that'll do, that'll do, that'll do. And that's not ideally what I want to be doing. We were talking, Ronnie, before we started about presents having meaning as opposed to just giving vouchers. Yeah. And about personalising them. I'm giving this to you as the Christmas thing.
3: Mm.
0: And... This is why I need to take a bit of time because otherwise I will just go into House of Fraser or somewhere or wherever and just think, oh right, that'll do. These will do. These will do without really thinking about it. And that's a making a list thing. Who have I got to buy one for, and, and what am I doing it for? Because I've got in this habit with things like that of just saying, right, I'll do it that day, and then just blazing into whatever shop <laughs> happens to be
2: there. Yeah, mine's usually Christmas Eve for that, which. It's generally the worst time to do it. I've
0: avoided that for some time, you know. This is the latest I've been in the
1: last four years really? for buying Christmas presents. It's the latest I've been in four years. This is the earliest for me this year. I've done it all already. I've done it about two weeks ago, and it all on Amazon. Nice. By the way, just to let you know, you can specify a date. Oh, I do that, and then um, I'm not in because I forget. in as well. Yeah, Amazon lockers as well. You can go and pick it up from the locker. But all of it, Amazon and I generally get told by my mum what she would like for Christmas, a suggestion from my stepdad, a suggestion for my sister. In fact, she does all of it. She just says, okay. oh, this is what would be suitable for them." That'd be nice. For them. I say, it's so easy. I did yeah. it all in a day. I was like, click, 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 click." We're in on my interest-free four months credit card as well because okay. I've been spending a bit silly bit lately. So it's all good. Done. I think I
2: come on top of mine? Um, generally, my mum and dad and that say don't get us anything. Yeah, yeah. But I'll get them a token or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's about something, isn't it?
2: Yeah, my nieces and nephews are getting tricky because two or three of them are around 13 and they're just asking for cash or vouchers, which is a pet peeve of mine. Because I like to actually put some thought in and get them a present. And then that was it this year until probably two or three weeks ago I decided to get myself a girlfriend again
1: oh good so i've
2: been putting together a few little bits for that which i think i've done now so i've just got to go out and actually get the stuff for mom dad and the nieces and nephews which i shall probably do next weekend i imagine which will be the earliest for me because normally i'm out in the carnage on christmas Christmas eve
0: Eve. why on earth do we ever do that and it really feeds into that thing of, oh, I'll just buy anything just so I've got presents. Just and go then out. you get home at quarter to three thinking, fuck, I haven't got any wrapping paper. Oh, and then you go out again <laughs> and you're running around every shop desperately trying to find wrapping oh, paper. She
2: bought the wrapping paper, but then realised you've
1: got those tape I used to get to my mum's house on Christmas Day and do the wrapping in the living room, in the oh, front see. room. And no one was allowed in there. He's in his wrapping.
2: So it's controversial, but I'm no good at rapping. <laughs> so generally, I don't. I'll put stuff in a Tesco's bag for life, fold it up, and go, Here you are. <laughs> well, Let's
0: that's walk. one way of doing it, it. You can get
2: those gift bags. I've started hiding behind it. It's better for the environment because you're not wasting the paper, it gets thrown away. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to
1: it. And then they're at the go, Can I have the bag back? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need that bag.
1: I save them up throughout the year, so if ever I get a gift or something or whatever, and it comes in a nice bag, a gift bag, or a nice bag from a clothes shop or something, then i just save them.
2: Maybe I should go into Waitrose and just buy some of their bags for life, <laughs> just to wrap it in, and then it, it looks like it's a nice post present with my Waitrose bag.
0: Cynical. Cool. <laughs> what were you like with Christmas
1: presents way back when? Was it good? can't remember in the last few years yeah well I was genuinely good until the last five years which was my massive final finale use-up but even still do you know I can't remember I actually cannot remember I was various shades of terrible I think
0: because I either didn't do it or it was just anything when I had money I didn't ask what anyone wanted particularly and sometimes I buy things that they neither needed nor wanted and yeah. part of it was oh uh, look I can afford to spend this on Christmas when I had nothing it would be well I can't do it anyway mm. and I might appear at Christmas but the biggest thing for me in recovery is actually going out with the intention of buying things yeah. that mean something yeah and asking what people might want
3: mm.
0: and actually bothering I mean my wrapping isn't anything to write home about but I do do it even though it's crap <laughs> sometimes and give me a shape that isn't a basic oblong or square and I'm in trouble
2: yeah exactly
0: and yeah if I get a gift back I might cheat but I do <laughs> try because it has to be meaningful now in a way that it wasn't meaningful before Of because Christmas for me was always a time I just didn't get on with and whenever it was Christmas I wanted Christmas to be over
2: mm, I can relate to that mm.
0: And then it was, thank God that's over, I'm going to have to do it again next year. But I never really put any thought into presents, not until I sobered up. And actually it was when I sobered up the first time, before relapse and then ending up back here, when I sobered up properly the first time in 2012, that was when Christmas started to be, right, I'm going to do this properly. Because I never felt I did it properly while I was drinking that I either wasn't there or I was absent even when present Mm -hmm. or I'd come on the wrong day or I'd be pissed
2: yeah I think this is my eighth Christmas now in recovery and I'm only just getting to kind of like it again I think the last couple of Christmases before recovery were carnage so I don't particularly have a fondness for Christmas and when I was 19 I was in the grips of early addiction I knew some older people that were heavy class A drug users and I watched a couple of them overdose and die in the weeks building up to Christmas so I've not particularly got a fondness in my heart towards Christmas but Mm -hmm. a combo of my nieces and nephews and now being in recovery it's kind of getting me back on board I'm not about to be a fanatic who puts a tree up in September or you know just Mm -hmm. grottos or anything like that but I don't actively hate christmas like i used
0: to i'm warming to it a little bit i can go with that it's, i will never be the christmas jumper wielding put the tree up type yeah. however i think having kids in the family makes a difference Absolutely. because it's all about them and it's all for them i mean this one has a significance for me because it'll be the first one for us without dad
2: Okay.
0: but it's that i don't feel the same antagonism that i used to feel towards christmas and that came with getting sober. I didn't hate it in the way that I did, and now I'm
1: quite comfortable with it. Christmas time is my favorite time of the year, because everyone, to me, seems like they're in a more of a higher spirit, if that makes yeah. sense. Like they're a little bit more jolly, a bit more forgiving. For now, I like the idea of, yeah, just people being in a better place, and and also not being absolutely smashed off in the tits at Christmas, but it was quite normal. in. Our household towards the end where myself and brother and brother brother would be trolley before we'd even got in yeah. through the front door and it'd be like not yeah. to a point where we was slow and falling on the floor because we built up a tolerance to drink that much. You could drink half a liter of vodka and it, you know you'd still be standing there being able to talk and stuff. But I remember some of the times the class A's got involved. It was like mm. suddenly no one mattered in the family. It was like let's go out, let's do this, let's do that, but. The last few have been nice. This will be my fourth right. Christmas. Although there's negative things going on. At the minute, with, like I say with my brother, but on the whole, it's, it's it's not too bad. The only thing I don't like is New Year's Eve, and it's not because of I would normally be out getting trally. Mm. It's just it's quite strange. Really, it's like nostalgic and it's like and everyone jumps up and the things yeah. go off and I'm like I don't do it. I, I stay at
0: home and I watch Jules Holland. If I'm oh, still you up, can't
2: be the hooting annie.
0: Other times i just got a bad like as a normal day.
2: I've never been a fan of it. I think it comes from years ago I used to work bar jobs and obviously that's the busiest night of the year and it's a horrible shift to have. So I'm never a glass half full, I'm always a glass half empty with my mental health and stuff. Yeah. And it's this idea that you're meant to look forward to the next year and have optimism. And I'm never sitting there on New Year's Eve thinking, bloody hell, I've got a great year ahead of me. <laughs> I'm just sitting there thinking, oh God, another year of crap.
1: Another year of shite. Yeah, I think for me it's just watching everyone and really, really enjoying themselves and yeah. it's the TV. in sobriety. I'm not anywhere but by myself and I'm okay. like. Hmm. I don't feel
0: the need for any great hoo-ha about New Year. It's just like, okay, it's another day. It's another year. I don't like this idea of 2024. It's a bit fucking Buck Rogers, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Do you know what I do though on New Year's Eve generally? I, I do a list things that I want to achieve in the next year. Yeah. Something positive like that. A year bucket list or whatever.
1: That's a good idea.
2: Like this year's was... I can't remember what was on this year's. There was a few things like go places or, or have days out somewhere and finally watch this movie trilogy that I've been avoiding. And just little things. and Yeah, try and make the next year look positive rather than gloomy.
0: I think it is a time when you can take stock because if you've got a couple of days where you don't have to go to work or do anything, you can mm. stop and say, right, okay, where am I at here and what do I want to do? And Christmas kind of jumps on you, doesn't it, when you're not expecting it. Well,
2: it's kind of rammed down your throat. Christmas
0: is coming and the shops are full of it far too soon and back. It's rammed down your
2: throat. And then it's
0: now. here and it goes, bang, for me, New Year is always an opportunity to just stop and say, right, okay, what next? It is a good time
1: here for a lot of people. but I've always worked in some kind of trade yeah. where the weekends are a necessity. I've always worked them in the motor trade, bar trade, restaurant, and even now, volunteering in a treatment centre. I've already had the message, who's available, and I quite like it, to be fair. So that's when whatever job I have has always still been running through Christmas. and. Even in the motor trade, it's crazy. You know, they just give you one day off. I'm sure that was Christmas Day and that was it.
2: Have people got the money to be buying cars Christmas with
1: you, though? Well, you'd be surprised. That's what we always say at But no going to buy cars, and they fucking do.
2: Wow.
1: They do. Well, this Christmas, because it's on a Monday, it does
0: afford a bit of time. Yeah. It means you've got Sunday, then Monday, and Boxing Day is a bank holiday. So you've got a bit there. But I never felt that Christmas was a time for stopping and thinking about stuff. No. Christmas is always a time I wanted to get over. Whereas now it's not a time I just want to get over, it's a time I want to go through with everybody else that I'm around. But then it's New Year where I can stop and think, oh, okay, what have I got in the diary? Yeah. And I'm into recovery long enough to be able to look at a diary and think, okay, what have I got on next year? What's reasonable? What's reasonable on top of this? Is there anything I need to do next month? And then, of course, I end up with a list of things that I've got no control over and I have to leave alone. I
1: can't use diaries. I can't even... Um, diary, anything. I've got to turn the pages to see what's going on. I can't do. I can't do the phone diaries, the electronic diaries. The only diary I can have is a one-year wall planner. Well, and I look at I'm, my one-year wall planner and it's, like,
3: I can't packed. even do
1: that. My phone diary is
0: linked to my... Too much and all of that so and I do put petty things in it like go and get your meds or mm. ring the dentist you know there's all sorts of things that are in there just to remind me that I need to do them and then I have actual important appointments in there too mm. I don't yeah. use anything on the wall at the moment because I'm doing everything month by month but so, when I sit down at the end of this month mm-hmm. I will look at what have I already agreed to that's happening next year because what I've already agreed to is stuff that I'm not going to renege on Mm. it's about me not adding to that list of things I've already agreed to
2: Mm. I think if I'm going to do anything like a resolution it's, it's got to be get better with diaries and planners because at the minute a lot of it's in my head and then I have a note open constantly on my phone yeah, and that's like my to-do list and things I have to remember and if I get text and appointment I have to screenshot it because I look at my gallery a lot mm-hmm. so it will prompt me I'm just, I'm shocking with that sort
1: of thing see, I started using my notes thing because it's on the front screen but it only list three things mm-hmm. and you have to press it and I don't like the diaries because I'd like to be reminded of what's happening at a certain time before it actually happens I and mean, mm-hmm. gonna when's it going to do that
3: mm-hmm.
1: well, mine's set to remind me four hours in advance usually I might miss it though I just want it on the wall (laughs) (laughs) it's good yeah but that's because on the wall works it does work it's always worked even in my wildest drinking days even still I had one of those on the wall I it's important for me about the things I agree to because
0: if not I'll agree to something else without thinking about it and before I know it I'm chocker these days I don't agree to things and then back out of them because I don't feel like doing them I agree to them because I know I can do them I think well, yeah, I can do that. There's no reason for me not to do that. I've got time to do that. And I don't want to get to the night before thinking, oh God, I'm not fucking doing that. No. Because that's my old
1: form. Did someone ask you if you can do something? Do you feel like you have to make a decision there and then? No. I will frequently say, I'll let you I'll know. I'll come back to you during the week. I'll say, I'll come
0: back to you because we
1: have hurry at home
0: on the walk. If it's something that's relatively expedient, it's like, could you possibly do this on Thursday? and it's already Monday that's part of why I have my diary on my phone yeah. because it means I can literally look and it will Shall tell me what I'm doing on Thursday which means I'll know whether I've got time to do it or not but if it's a significant commitment that's three months away I won't say yes immediately Yeah. because I think I was particularly guilty of just agreeing to everything because oh, I can do it all it doesn't matter if I'm triple booked I'll do all of it. And I would agree, and then suddenly I'd not turn up, or I'd not bother, or I'd make an excuse. The same way as you make excuses about anything. Yeah. When I was off my face and I'm I'm ringing the dentist for the third time that I've not turned up, saying, no, no, this is. I had a number of killer viruses long before COVID. Oh, yeah. I had strange South American tick bites and all sorts of things long before COVID. Remarkable my medical history isn't more full of
1: them because I made them all up.
2: So in the build-up to Christmas, what would you guys say are like some of your top tips to cope with Christmas and recovery?
1: What's helped me in the past is that old stay connected. Because I can enjoy my own company a lot, which is all right throughout the year. Not too much of it, you know, but at Christmas, I think it's people can start to feel, not, not speak myself, nostalgic. Start to bring up memories of the past and what you had before, what you haven't got. I don't know. It's a funny time, so I like to be around people. That's why I always opt to volunteer on Christmas Day so I can okay. be around people. The worst thing for me on Christmas Day would be to spend it by myself because yeah. I'd just go into some morbid. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I
0: think spending New Year on your own is not the same as spending Christmas on your own. No. For my part, I think. One of the most critical things to be done is to make clear boundaries and expectations with families. Because no matter what our behaviour, one of the common threads I hear from people in recovery about what they used to do is that it involved a lack of boundaries with family or okay. or expectations that went sideways, and it being a difficult time of year and it not being clear who was the most difficult person because. Obviously, families come together at Christmas, yeah. and wild, unpredictable addicts are not the best people to be around at Christmas. No, and for some people, going back to their families for Christmas, they're faced with what you described, Ronnie, mm-hmm. which is other people yeah, getting, getting shit faced. And if you're with other people getting shit faced, how much of that can you cope with in sobriety? How yeah. much of that can you cope with in recovery? Because it's in your face, and you haven't got an immediate exit strategy unless you make one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it may be that some people will choose to go on Boxing Day rather than Christmas Day, because Mm -hmm. it's less of a piss-off. There are all sorts of factors to be considered with where you spend your first clean and sober Christmas and where you spend your second clean and sober Christmas, because first and foremost, before you make any of those amends or reparations is the fact that you make sure you get a clean and sober Christmas under your belt. Yeah. Because once you've done that, then you can think about doing all the things you never used to do and actually being the son, brother, husband, wife, daughter, yeah. mother, whatever, and actually do the right thing. Because there's a great tendency with people in early recovery to suddenly try and make all their Christmas amends on the first Christmas. Yeah. To go flying in. Yeah. or wading in like john wayne and they turn up like a whirling dervish because they're trying to make amends for everything to every single member of the family all at once
2: yeah a bit like scrooge after the ghosts have visited him yeah just goes ott <laughs> yeah
1: i think also to have an exit plan and not just an exit plan but to speak to the main person are you the mother or the <laughs> mom and dad and say look. If at some point I say, I've got to go, then just understand it's nothing to do with what's going on. But I've just had enough because Christmas is helped. It is a jolly time. And most people drink alcohol and that's why it's jolly for them because they get the chance to have a little drink here and a little drink there. Mm. And that's why they can maintain that joyful, happy, celebrating time for that. Unfortunately, not just, you can't have a drink because we can't drink or take drugs or whatever, but it's also fighting that watching them having fun yeah. with a drink. And I can't maintain my cheery smile. It becomes fake after two hours and it becomes apparent that I'm not happy after mm-hmm. another two hours. So I found that I've got two hours where I'm all right, unless there's something big that I can get distracted with, like I'll have some Red Bulls sometimes because I feel like that's a cheat but it's like, it helps. But again, there's only so much of that you can drink before you start feeling sick. I always prepare my mum. I'll be down at this time and I'll probably leave her at this time so she's aware. But if I change my mum on a day, I'll stay for a bit longer. I don't even always go down on Christmas Day. I tend to go down a few days before.
3: Okay.
1: And my mum's fine with that. I've been tempted once in recovery when my mum was getting married and... There was wine, and I yeah. thought, this is a day when I should be able to celebrate my mother's wedding. She got remarried, and I remember walking towards the bar, knowing I wasn't going to do it, but I just had to play this, this surreal thing that was going through my head at mm. the time. I walked to the bar, and by the time I get to the bar, I will have thought of enough reasons why it's not a good idea to have a drink, and I got to the bar and I bought a double chocolate cheesecake. No that was on the side, <laughs> and I went, like, I'll eat that. But it was so weird because for some reason it felt like it was okay to do it. And I've only ever had, I say once, I've had that twice in recovery. I spotted a bottle of Baileys and Aldi once and it was Christmas and I thought...
0: The other thing where we need to touch
1: on re-Christmas is
0: what do we do about the booze in particular? Mm. Whatever our poison of choice was, what do we do about the fact that booze is all around the place and everywhere is soaked with it? Yeah. It
1: would be so Even easy. the food sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and you have
0: to watch
2: the food. Absolutely. With me, it's always been kind of avoidance in as much as I know generations of men, friends and family that go to the pub for the lunchtime yeah, oh, yeah. on a Christmas. Nowadays, I don't go.
0: Well, that's the simple solution, <laughs> isn't it?
2: Yeah, and if anything, because I go to my mum's like I am this year, that's quite nice because my stepdad will go off to the pub nowadays with my brother because he's old enough and it'll just be me and mom then while she's doing the dinner we'll have some really nice heartfelt conversations in that moment and it's yeah that's lovely and also i kind of try and remind myself that for years i was probably at my happiest at christmas and that was when i was a kid and booze wasn't involved so i know Mm. i can do it Mm -hmm. it's just over the last decade or so i've learned how to do it with booze and now I've got to reprogram myself to find joy in what it's meant to be because Christmas ain't meant to be a piss up it's meant to be a time of family and goodwill to all men mm-hmm. and I think in, in addiction and drinking you forget that no, and, yeah. and I've had to refine that so yeah it's okay to visit people and see people and stuff and they're drinking that's fine that's mm-hmm. their business you're there for the sentiment of connecting with that person and wishing them goodwill. Yeah, absolutely. But it is in your face, I get you. Yeah, it it's a factor
0: face. of being in yeah. your face. This is why I was saying about this sort of my first clean and sober Christmas, I have to do it by hook or by crook. Mm-hmm. And it might mean not going where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Of course. It might mean, for example, some people stay in the changes set up over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first one I did with changes, I stayed here because it was this is the easiest way to do it mm-hmm. while you are right carl that it is about that connection and yeah. whatnot i think it's particularly important for people who are going through their first clean and sober christmas that they have a plan of where course. booze is concerned because then they will find what you're describing
2: yeah i remember that in my first christmas year it wasn't easy yeah, I had to have exit plans, I had to restrict time in places, like you said, Ronnie. Mm. And yeah, like you said, by hook or by crook, I don't quite know how I made it through that first Christmas and New Year, but somehow I did. And then it does get easier because you can say, oh, I've done a Christmas without, I've shown myself I can do it. So it becomes a bit easier then, but yeah, the first Christmas can be by the skin of your ass <laughs> sometimes getting through it.
0: And also, we've got to accept when people who've been there, done that, say to us, this isn't going to be what you think it is. Mm -hmm. This isn't just that you go back to your family or whoever you'd normally spend it with and everything goes like clockwork because you're clean and sober, because actually it isn't. And all sorts of things can resurface
3: at
1: times of year when families get together. I One of my biggest issues with going back to see the family was I suddenly felt like... I had social anxiety being around my own family. Oh. And it was like, what do I say? What do I do? I had that for so long in my using days and usually most likely brought on, well, didn't help, was the the drugs, you know, the psychosis from the drugs. And that kind of stuck. So when I was in that phase, what I was using, I felt that in front of my own parents. Couldn't speak to them and I was like paranoid and stuff. And it kind of was, was still there. I think I've always been, I've always tried to present myself yeah. in whatever way, shape or form, but really, you know, relating to what you said earlier, I don't need to present myself. I don't need to say this is me, this is just be yeah. me. And, you know, my mum and my stepfather was together for over a year before I even met him. Again, that was because I was actively yeah. boozed up. So it was, I suppose it could be that meeting him for the first time. And, but now I mean the last time I went round to their house there was a big difference and I noticed I just chilled out I was very chilled out yeah, and right. I was just I ain't talking about I ain't going to try and say what you want to hear I'm just going to be me I stayed a lot longer actually I said a lot longer the well the first couple of times told me that yeah I actually do want to be here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: because for a long time I didn't want to be here. yeah
2: yeah of course can I just add as well in the coping mechanisms I know that On Christmas Day, there's online meetings you can access on your phone. I think there's even in-person meetings as well. So obviously, I think I heard last year there was like a 24-hour marathon of online meetings on Christmas Day. So I'd say, you know, especially in your first year, if you're struggling when everyone's napping in front of the king or dinner's being cooked, (laughs) if you need to, just pop your headphones on for half hour, an hour, and just get that bit of connection with the meeting you'll probably find there's a lot of people in there doing their first Christmas or one of their first Christmases and they'll give you the tips and advice on how to cope in the moment. So I think that's an important resource.
1: That's a really good thing because you know what, having even three and a half years down the line, for whatever reason, I've never thought of doing an online meeting at Christmas mm-hmm. on Christmas Day and I know now, just thinking about it, how much of a help that would be, particularly, f- for example, me feeling like stop for things to say mm. jump on a meeting get that connection back yeah. get a little bit of a reminder of where you're at you're in recovery you're a recovering alcoholic you're a recovering drug addict these people will have the same experiences that you're going through so that's really good I don't know why I never thought of it before yeah. does anyone <laughs> watch
0: The King's Speech? no
1: I don't
2: that's normally sleepy time after a load of food I'm not sure when I've ever watched it we
0: didn't when I was a kid I carried that on and
1: thinking oh I'm not going to bother with it mm. I think it's all a to toffee
2: my family always have it on but yeah as I said I'm normally in a food kinda or yeah I just tend to ignore it
0: I think there's something about the Christmas dinner thing that especially when it doesn't end up being served up to about half past two yeah there's this huge kind of busy build up and yeah. doing this and doing that and walking See, dogs or dealing with small children or yeah. That's chopping things and sticking stuff on the fire or yeah. whatever it is you're meant to be doing and and the days are actually half done by the yeah. time you sit down to eat
2: see that's the one saving grace of a good christmas dinner because obviously it's all that dopamine release isn't it that's why we're in addiction and we use substances and i'm a foodie so a good plate of food yeah. is my dopamine yeah 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 so <laughs> i'm satisfied you know what i mean i don't need anything on top <laughs>
0: You have to be mindful of Christmas cake and Christmas pudding. I've
2: never liked Christmas pudding anyway, so I'm all right. My mum normally gets a bit of yule in and whacks a load of custard on top and I'm sweet with that.
1: Perfect. I've got to say something that I've enjoyed being in recovery is my food because never used to eat it because it threw yeah. my buzz. I just didn't eat it at all towards yeah. the end of it. Oh, couldn't eat. But isn't it great now when my mum's dishing up dinner? I'm like, she goes, yeah. and she's piling it. I'm like, yeah, you carry on. Rather than, it's too much there, mum. <laughs> I, really... yeah. I only want half yeah, a potato. I only want half a potato. Yeah, just that and... scratch of turkey. That'll do <laughs> yeah. me. I'll have a stick, one carrot stick. And yeah. it, you'd hope there's a dog in there because you feed half yeah, it to the yeah. dog. <laughs> no, food's great. I too me get me the dopamine and have food off.
0: That I've takes me back to the sitting there with as little as I could put on the plate <laughs> and not being able to eat any of it. And literally just playing with it,
1: thinking, I can't eat this.
2: Would it be no good taking you for a carvery and there'd be no value for money in
1: no? <laughs> It'd be all right carvering, because you just pretend, didn't you? But there's a bar there and the carver there. Because it's
0: the biggie really, isn't it? Because at the worst of my drinking, I didn't eat. And it was an omelette every 10 days. And a packet of Space Raiders every other day. That was my diet. And then coming into recovery and getting sober and all of that, I started eating regularly. But then actually going out for a meal or going somewhere to someone's house suddenly becomes much, much bigger.
2: Yeah.
0: And actually wanting to eat it and actually being able to eat it without being sick mm-hmm. was huge.
2: And I think that's why in, in like fellowship meetings there's, when it's someone's birthday there's a massive thing of going out for food and enjoying the food yeah. and being good quality food. It's that gratefulness we feel today and yeah. that being able to be in it and taste it and enjoy it.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. You actually order off mm-hmm. the menu something that you think is going to taste, taste and that's Absolutely. just the smallest little thing. Or yeah. <laughs> well, deliberately turning up
0: late. Yeah. knowing, oh, they'll have eaten by then, I could just order some more beer.
2: Or having spent all your money and just going in and ordering a kid's meal, because that's all your kid's afford <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sausage, smiley pies yeah. and beans. Yeah. Like, you get a free ice cream. And then
0: secretly, resentful in your head, thinking, why am I spending this money on these fucking sausages? Mm. <laughs> or
1: another bottle of cider. This, this. Now forget how much you spend on whatever. Well, this could have paid for, for another week's yeah. electric or something, and to my food to <laughs> to keep the gasman away.
0: Yeah, I think it's true that the very occasions that we used to resent, certainly that I used mm-hmm. to resent the most, are the ones I now resent the least.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those definitely.
0: very things I was focused on as being the most inconvenient and the most upsetting and the most unpleasant are now very much the reverse. Yeah. I think there's an element of making sure I get through Christmas the first time and making sure I get through New Year, because they are real flashpoints for relapse. And we know that. The first one, yeah. However, once I've shown myself that I can do this stuff, it then becomes something I look forward to, because it means something. Whereas, for me, in booze, nothing meant anything. And also, if my mood was off, then it didn't matter what time of year it was. And I never had any great importance attached to things like Christmas or Easter or birthdays or anything. It was all under sufferance. Yeah. Or it became a big show of, oh, look at what I've got. Mm. And it was trying to make it all about me because I felt so uncomfortable being there. But getting that sense of ease with being there yeah.
1: is something that's taken time. Of course. Definitely. Yeah, and sometimes I just, one of the things I have used to do is just look around and be happy with, The exact situation. I mean, I'm sitting in a nice warm house with lots of happy people, lots of food and drink, compared to back in the day when I'd be hungover, Mm. scrapping around for this bit of change here, or a bit of change there, or even living in a HMO where someone's robbed your Christmas presents or Mm. stuff like that, or they've been up all night, or I've been up all night. Because that's another thing I used to do. I used to think oh, well, it's Christmas tomorrow, so it's not like I've got work tomorrow so I can get smashed tonight. and then yeah. I wouldn't sleep. And I'd be walking into my mum and i the hangover the hangover's still the same, doesn't matter what day it is the next day, mm. do you know what I mean? And that was always the worst. Not sleeping the night before because of the...
2: Or well, going out. Yeah. Clubbing the night before. And rolling in at mm. four or five in the morning.
1: Wired and like... Yeah. Mum, I need a drink. You'll get rid of this wiredness and... But yeah, just being happy with those little things, isn't it now? Right. And they do make not actually that little, are they? When you think about no, it, just having no a nice, warm... The things like that I thought were insignificant, but actually... Aren't massive, aren't they? Yeah. You know, when you're looking out the window and it's minus one and, you know, you're sitting on your sofa watching the TV and, that, yeah. and you know, you're not pissed, you're not hung You haven't really got any problems. Whatever your problems yeah. are in comparison to what there was before, then... Not think, wondering
0: about, wondering why? Why the bus is not running
1: mm-hmm. and
0: not even knowing it's Christmas fucking day? Looking for the day save on the floor, the cleanest ticket. That's to okay. the the I saw one bloke get on the bus last night. He was so pissed. He, he stood there for about a minute. And he goes, can I get on? And just as the driver's trying to say, have you got a ticket? He just fell sideways. <laughs> just crumpled on the floor. And all the way from Aycott's screen to the U tree. He just lay there and people walking over him and everything. And just as I was getting off, he goes, oh, take it. Oh, he wasn't shabbily dressed or
1: anything. I think as well, come Christmas time as well, people are thinking of ways to cope with it. You just sometimes just remember where you came from and where you are. Because the German market must be tempting for people. The German market's got a lot to answer for. Well, it's a,
0: it is. It's a bloody great piss-up, isn't it? Yeah. But again... And none I've, of it's German.
2: I've swapped my substances for food. So I yep. go up there. So and it's weird now. I don't see the booze side of it. I see, like, the pancakes you know, and, and the sausages and the gingerbread and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, man.
1: It's brilliant. You know, I can totally relate to and that And the food,
2: key thing you? to that, if you are going up the Christmas markets in recovery... Do the high street bit, but don't go up to Vicky Square, that's where it's a bit of a session. Just stay on the high street bit.
1: It's amazing now because back in the day, people would say, Let's go out for food. Now, nah. now, nah. let's nah. go somewhere where that involves drink. But now, there was a time I was thinking, well, What do I do in life now? You know, what do I do? And it's like, I always go out for food. Yeah. And you know, there's always, What should we do? Let's go for food. Let's go to this Absolutely. place. A different restaurants. And I love it now sitting around a restaurant I haven't been to but we went to a Thai one and I'd, I've never really thought that I liked Thai and I'd, to be honest I probably don't but we went to this Thai restaurant every week and I tried it Thai green curry extra spicy I asked for and it was absolutely delicious it was lovely it was and just be out of like the dessert as well <laughs> nice I won't mention the name of because it was a bit expensive but <laughs> right so no advertising no I, think, I don't want to say for you to go to it wasn't expensive expensive but it was like well, the starter was £15 a pot, But it was sold as a platter of stuff. And it was £15 per person. So me and my friend had it. So in effect, it was 30 quid. Yeah. And then two of four meats, two or four things on there. So there was eight things on there. Whereas if I go to Jalabi's, you ask for a starter platter there, it's half the price and it's mounded. Yeah, yeah I'm just I'll being live... greedy because there wasn't enough food there. But
2: Yeah, I live by Jalabi's. Yeah, it's nice
0: and with that great reminiscing i will call time on this particular episode i think we've just about covered christmas there we
2: have
1: we certainly have and things to consider before attending events and stuff like that and hopefully there's a bit of help in there for you as well absolutely take take
2: note of richie's outro as well about reaching out if you need help and all that stuff for christmas as well
0: if anything has resonated with you concerning yourself or concerning anyone else, anyone you know and love or even anyone that you don't know, then do reach out. There's plenty of help out there. AA, NA and C A are not profit making and they are always accessible any time of the day or night if you look in the right places. There's all sorts of treatment options and there's plenty of stuff out there on the internet. We are Flat Out Recovery and we are on Facebook and you can find us by looking on Facebook. So, without further ado, it's a good night from me, and we'll be back next week. See you soon. Thanks, Thanks. Jones.